I am Yurima Karama. Looking at the city skyline, getting sky high. Took the little bitch to pop eyes. She was top five. Excitement that she get from pop life can never top mine. Once you get the hustle locked down, you can stockpile. Level up another notch now, like a stock now. Every time I take the top down, she arch her eyebrows. Turning up the music hot now, she feel alive now. Love me like we from a small town. Let's make them all around. You splurge, I splurge. We ball later and we ball now. Stuck in the ground.
Peace, prosperity, <clears throat> salutations. You're now rocking with the brand. This is another segment of On The Wake Up Radio with your host, Yurima Karama, with my brothers up here, D and Wealth, as well as Cindy Ashby, who be on the wheels of steel behind the scenes, making it happen. Shout out to Cindy and the whole uh, On The Wake Up Radio.com team and the old, whole OTW2 uh, team as well. So we are appreciative of this uh, avenue that they have created for Black voices around this country to be able to uh, have our voices heard and not be blocked on these uh, European social media sites where they are trying to literally set agendas and control uh, minds at this point. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. But before we get to that, if this is your first time, please go to otwtube.com. Make sure that you are a subscriber over there. Uh, particularly, you can subscribe to my page, Yurima Karama. Also, uh, <clears throat> make sure that you are subscribing to uh, On The Wake Up Radio, www.onthewakeupradio.com or www.otwtube.com. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to those so that you can get the latest information and not be left out of the loop on things that are going on globally, because this is literally a, a, a global uh, uh, information center. We're not just stuck here in the U.S. We're not just stuck in one geographical location. Uh, we give information from a global perspective as well. Uh, also, uh, make sure that you are locked into the Yurima Karama app. And that's uh, .com, uh And you can go there so that you can download my app. Uh, also, make sure that you connect with our Unity Walk organization, The Unity Walk at www.theunitywalk.com uh, so that you can uh, lock in to events that we are having around the country. Our next uh, major Unity Walk event is our national Unity Walk event, which will be held next month, home of Black Wall Street, July 22nd through the 25th uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, if you can make it out for that, you really should uh, make an attempt to get out. It's going to be a beautiful experience. Not only are we going to, uh, and I'm talking shit into existence because that's just how this goes. Not only are we going to meet some phenomenal uh, Aboriginal Indigenous people, uh, and that's one of the purposes for this, but we're actually going to be taking on a tour of uh, the the district. Uh, for those that might not be familiar and for those that are, hey, it's a, it'll be a great second time around or third time around for you. But we're going to be taking a tour of that. We're going to have a family day uh, for our Aboriginal Indigenous Melanated family so that we can break bread, so that we can build, so that we can uh, sightsee and uh, just basically, uh, you know what I'm saying, do what we are going to do as a family. Uh, and then uh and that's going to be that's going to all happen in one day. And then the next day we're going to do it again. And then we're going to have a uh, ceremony at a particular gallery and uh, we're going to go through that. There should be some poets there, maybe some musicians. So uh, it's going to be a festive event and this will be a time for a family to get out 
and not have to rush away. I know some people aren't going to be able to stay the whole time uh, and some people are going to be able to stay the whole time. So we're just looking forward to being able to share that space and meeting one another. So again, we are on the wakeupradio.com. I am your host, Shirima Karama. And so I memed this like I did. The brain is the battlefield for the future because of the plans that, um, you know, the devil has plans. You know, God, the devil plans and God plans. And so if we say that we're God, then we have to make sure that we are staying up to date on the latest information on what the devil has planned for us. So uh, we're going to listen to this uh, somewhat lengthy clip and then we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why, why the brain is the battlefield for the future. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. Uh when we talk about the brain as the battlefield for the future, overstand all the all the social engineering that is going on, all the mental programming that has been set ablaze uh, and, and the military action that plays a part in in this programming as well. Uh, you know, we did uh, I think it was either uh, last night or the night before where we talked about literally uh, the uh, the guy Steiner who wrote over a hundred years ago, back in 1917, that the goal is to try to get them to disconnect the physical from the spiritual. They don't want you tapped into the spiritual. They want you to be locked into this materialistic uh, nonsense on this planet. They want you to be locked in and disconnected from the spirit and the soul. And so this is just another element of that where uh, they are attacking your thinking, where they are attacking the brain, where they are attacked, where they are directly pushing the social engineering, because if they can socially engineer you, they can control you. You are no more than a robot. So they don't have to take you into a laboratory and create a robotic feature or a robot and put you together with metal and all of that. Just by them trying to tap you in with AI, they're creating robots, social engineering. They're creating robots. People don't even question. They just go with what the tell lie vision tells them. They don't even know if the people on tell live vision telling them to go do this and that they don't even know if those fucking people are real they have no idea if those people are even real like i mean the the, the matrix is 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 it's got a lot of trickery going on so people don't even know who's real and who's not they're just taking orders and going with it and so uh you know when you don't question ah you know it's going to be shame on you so let's take a listen and then uh we'll we'll talk about it and then we'll open the floor as we normally do uh, so here we go. It's MWI speaker event with Dr. James Giordano. Dr. Giordano is a professor in the Department of Neurology and Biochemistry, Chief of the Neuroethics Studies Program of the Pellegrino Center for Clinic Bioethics, and co-director of the O'Neill Pellegrino Program in Brain Science and Global Health Law and Policy at Georgetown University Medical Center. As well, Dr. Giordano currently serves as an appointed member of the United States Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Advisory Council on Human Research Protections. He's a researcher and task leader of the European Union Human Brain Project and has served as an appointed member of the Neuroethics Legal and Social Issue. Notice he said European Brain Project. Take that back a little bit. Advisory Council on Human Research Protections. Is a researcher and task leader of the European Union Human Brain Project and has served as an appointed member of the Neuroethics Legal and Social Issues 
Advisory Panel of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and Senior Advisory Fellow of the Strategic Multilayer Assessment Branch of the Joint Staff of the Pentagon. It's quite a bit. In his spare time, he has authored over 260 publications in neuroscience and neuroethics, seven books, and 13 government white papers on neurotechnology, ethics, and biosecurity, and is an editor-in-chief of the International Journal of Philosophy, Ethics, and Humanities in Medicine. Dr. Giordano, thank you for joining us today. No, no, don't applaud now. It should also be noted that this was uh, that this uh, speech he's given yeah, was at West Point. Just for some clarification on that, let's continue. Till the end, because the performance pressure is much too severe if you do that. And my thought is you're probably not going to applaud at the end, but what I'm going to hear is the slamming shut of your sphincters with fear. That's good. That's been successful. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a real honor to be here. Is that Yoshi in the audience? Hello. No PDAs, but I do want you to come up and say hello. Your mother says hello. I'm just, everybody has a mother and I know hers. So what we're here to talk about today is the fact that the brain is and will be the 21st century battlescape in many ways. End of story. We could stop it there and I could let you go back to your respective units and think about that for a while. But I'm here to tell you absolutely as much as there's a big old Tyrolean nose on this face that you will encounter some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized not only in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives, irrespective of whether those two things coincide or not. So the idea of the brain as the battlescape is very important. And more importantly is this other acronym that's up there, which is WMD squared. Please get used to this because this is going to be part of the idea of irregular warfare and ongoing military innovation in your careers. Weapons of mass destruction and disruption. Disruption and influence will be the key to creating peer capabilities and asymmetrical engagements. Let me say it again. It will be the key to creating peer capability and asymmetrical relations and engagements. If we talk about what brain science is, let me just give you a little bit of brief background on this field that is now called neuroscience. As a titular field, as a named field, neuroscience has only been in existence for 40 years. I know that because I've been a neuroscientist for about 38 of those 40 years. When I first applied to get into a program in neuroscience, there were only four neuroscience programs in the continental United States, four. Right now, at this particular point, there are well over 200 dedicated university and collegiate programs, several programs at the junior college level, several programs at the high school level, and many, many dozens of independent think tanks and philanthropic organizations solely devoted to brain sciences. That's just here in the United States. Furthermore, what becomes critically important for you to understand is that brain science is not just a United States enterprise or effort, nor is it singularly an effort of the United States allies worldwide. Increasingly, it is becoming an international, multinational, global, and independently exercised event and endeavor, which increases the capability of the brain sciences to develop not only new theories, but ever more sophisticated tools. I like this slide a lot because what it presents for you, ladies and gentlemen, is a century-long history of brain science, even before it was called neuroscience. Look, let's face it, for as long as human beings were looking in some reflective pool and recognized that the thing looking back at them was themselves, there was some interest in what makes me me, what makes me think, what makes me feel, what makes me behave the way I do and you behave and think the way you do. What is my sense of self? Do I have free will and what is the nature of that? And how can we affect that in a variety of ways that go from the non-kinetic all the way to the kinetic? If we take centenary jumps into the era of the Enlightenment, we can see the great thinkers that came before and during the Enlightenment, inclusive, but not limited to people like Rene Descartes, 
pondered the idea of what that means. Kogito, ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. The inverse of the statement that in many cases was implicit, but now becomes ever more explicit is what makes me think. And if I can understand what makes me think and makes you think and makes you feel, then that understanding may in fact flavor, if not directly influence the way you and I interact. But more than that, if in fact I understand how it is that your brain does what your brain does, I may be able to access your brain and affect your brain indirectly and directly. And what this allows us to do is to create tremendous potential and possibility and probability, potential, possibility and probability of what the brain sciences can do and will do. So I want you to, I want to stop there. I want to key in on something that he just said. Let's go back. Ever more explicit is what makes me think. And if I can understand what makes me think and makes you think and makes you feel, then that understanding may in fact flavor, if not directly influence the way you and I interact. But more than that, if in fact I understand how it is that your brain does what your brain does, I may be able to access your brain and affect your brain indirectly. I may be able to access your brain and affect your brain indirectly or directly. Now, what's key here, and we're going to get back to it. Remember at the introduction, remember when the dude was introducing this cat? He said he was also part of DARPA. What happened with DARPA? Once the DARPA program was basically finished, almost once DARPA was finished, not, not I won't say once DARPA was finished, but once DARPA was finished basically manipulating uh, 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 computer technology, so to speak, uh, and uh, creating or trying to looking at creating uh, 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 social media, they stopped. And what happened immediately after they stopped? Uh, I think it was within either a day or a week, Facebook started. So once they gave up their project, all of a sudden here comes Facebook. And, and the premise with Facebook and these social media outlets is the fact that had the military tried to do this, they wouldn't. Have, people would have resisted because the military was smart enough to know that, OK, we can't just go out here and get just ask people for their information and they give it willingly. But you set up a social media site and a social media site that seems friendly. That seems safe. People will give up all their information plus some. So it's no coincidence that you're looking at something on Google and then all of a sudden you start seeing the advertisements pop up on Facebook and other social media outlets because these phones are not just smartphones. They are literally handheld computers that actually watch you. And they're based off of they're based off of this neuroscience that he's talking about. So let's Let's go ahead and continue. I do want to play that one more time, though, just so it sinks in. And makes you think and makes you feel, then that understanding may, in fact, flavor, if not directly influence the way you and I interact. But more than that, if, in fact, I understand how it is that your brain does what your brain does, I may be able to access your brain and affect your brain indirectly and directly. And what this allows us to do is to create... If I know how your brain... If I know how your brain operates, I can access your brain and manipulate it directly or indirectly.
potential and possibility and probability, potential, possibility, and probability of what the brain sciences can do and will do. Remember these three letters. To harness and a, engage. A and A. Keep them as your viable mantra for the duration of this course today and throughout your professional careers in each and all of the... Now, what's interesting, so he's talking about neuroscience technology puts the brain at our fingertips. And so for the clubhouse family that can't see, he's got this diagram and it basically says potential. What do, what do I talk about often? How they harness our energy. The potential, it says to harness and engage neurons forward slash T in convergent, multidisciplinary approaches to study, define, predict, and influence human ecologies. Affect human activities on individual group and populational levels. Affect, that's not free will. You're doing things when you affect it. That's manipulation. To affect human relations on local, regional, and global scales. To affect it, again, to manipulate it. Influence postures and conduct of national security and defense agendas. Influence, again, again, manipulation. that you have to interface and try to understand the power that the brain and cognitive sciences can yield. A, the ability to assess the brain and its functions. A, the ability to access the brain on a variety of levels from the subcellular all the way to the social. A, the ability to affect the brains and the individuals in which those brains are embodied and the ecologies in which those individuals enact, engage, encounter, from the level of the individual to the group, to the community, to the population. Look, Let's go back. A, potential and possibility and probability, potential, possibility and probability of what the brain sciences can do and will do. Remember these three letters, A, A, and A. Keep them as your viable mantra for the duration of this course today and throughout your professional careers and each and all of the opportunities that you have to interface and try to understand the power that the brain and cognitive sciences can yield. Hey. So just a heads up, you actually might want to take notes because uh, he's basically telling you how they're going to come at you and how they've been coming at you. Just food for thought. The ability to assess the brain and its functions. Assess. A, the ability to access the brain on a variety of levels. Access. From the subcellular all the way to the social. A, the ability to affect the brains affect. and the individuals in which those brains are embodied and the ecologies in which those individuals enact, engage, encounter from the level of the individual to the group, to the community, to the population. Look at the power that understanding tools and techniques the brain sciences afford. It's there before you on the screen. Obviously, if in fact this gives me some insight to the way people interact, including careers and each and all of the opportunities that you have to interface and try to understand the power that the brain and cognitive sciences can yield. A, the ability to assess the brain and its functions. 
A, the ability to access the brain on a variety of levels, from the subcellular all the way to the social. A, the ability to affect the brains and the individuals in which those brains are embodied and the ecologies in which those individuals enact, engage, encounter, from the level of the individual to the group, to the community, to the population. Look at the power that understanding tools and techniques the brain sciences afford. It's there before you on the screen. Look at the power. So we have to remember that this, this, this dude is not giving this out of love. He's, he's talking to a group of fucking soldiers at West Point. So this isn't done out of love. This is this is done to teach how to control mass populations of people. With the one with the one key factor being tell live vision. With other key factors being uh, radio. With other key factors being music and the and the low vibrational frequency. They've turned the they've turned the frequency either up or down. I can't remember how that works. I wish Brother John was in the room right now because I know he's he's he specializes in that. But how they th this is about control. This is not about he's not talking about how we should love humanity and help one another out. He's talking about how we can fucking control mass populations of people and use some diabolical means to do that shit. Let's continue. Obviously, if in fact this gives me some insight to the way people interact, inclusive of the way they may interact in bellicose, aggressive, violent, and volatile ways, and it also confers upon me certain powers to be able to influence that, alter that, change that, mitigate that, then clearly I'm able to use the brain sciences as we have tried repeatedly in the past to influence the postures and capabilities, not only of our own individuals who are engaged in warfare, intelligence, and national security operations, but those who seek to threaten us. In other words, we can utilize these things in national security, intelligence, and defense. Please look at the timeline. A mere 10 years ago, in 2008, the National Academy of Sciences National Research Council convened a group to create a report dedicated to if and why and how brain sciences might be viable, valid, and of value in national security, intelligence, and defense operations. And in 2008, they did a five-year retrospective and came to the conclusion that although these things may be valid, their relative viability value at that particular time rendered them not ready for prime time play. Our group, working with others internationally, inclusive of the Nuffield Council in the UK, proceeded forward from 2008 and did a slightly deeper dive looking at international capabilities, limitations and delimitations in the brain sciences and came to a very, very different set of conclusions. Not only were the brain sciences increasingly being considered, interested and used for possibilities of national security, intelligence and defense, but they would continue to be so as more and more countries internationally developed the capabilities and the specialized agendas to be able to look into the brain and affect the brain. So much so that by 2014, the exact same committee reconvened and recognize at that time that the brain sciences indeed were ready and in operational prime time for warfare, intelligence, and national security agenda. In other words, it is valid, valuable, and already in operational play. The brain is the current and future battle space, or at least one that can be leveraged in those ways to be able to create tremendous effect with fairly little investment of engagement. In other words, what it allows us to do is assess the brain, access the brain,
and affect the brain. I'll unapologetically repeat myself throughout this lecture to drive home this point with regard to these capabilities because each and all have gravitas importance and operational leverage. He said he will unapologetically repeat, access, assess, and affect what they want to do with the brain. Access, assess, and affect. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a little secret. But we're going to, we're going to continue first. That said... What are these techniques and technologies that have rendered this capability and, if you will, geopolitical, military, and social power? Well, I have them here before you. Generalization, we could parse them down into two discrete domains. First, the assessment neurotechnologies that do exactly as the name would imply. They are based upon various tools that we can use to assess those structures and functions of the brain that may be involved in those processes of cognition, emotion, and behaviors. Humans are tool users. Rarely, however, do we turn over a rock, look around a corner, or peer under the bed just to know what's under there. We use, at very, very least, the knowledge we have gained from turning the rock over and looking under the bed around the corner. And very often, those things that we find under the rock, under the bed, or around the corner become tools for us to use in a variety of other engagements. Brain science, like any other science and technology, is no different. Earlier in the day at lunch, Major and I had a conversation about the viability of different types of research. Science for science's sake. Science just to know because that's where your interests lie. Oh, look, I've been an academic for well over four decades. And I can tell you that that kind of research is wonderful. But when that research is generated for a purpose and when it's funded and when that purpose deals with those things that are near and dear to the health, survivability, flourishing and protection of kith and kin, then that research is operational research that has an end goal of use. This is what this is about. It's not just a question of trying to figure out what makes the brain tick and the way it's built. It's can we get in there to affect the ticking and talking, and by affecting the way that brain is built and the way it functions, influence in ways that are kinetic and non-kinetic, the attitudes, beliefs, thoughts, emotions, activities, and relative vulnerabilities and predispositions of those individuals for whom both we are responsible in terms of our own forces, perhaps to make them better, more insulated against injury, operationally protected and enhanced, and those who may threaten us. To do that, we need to intervene. So to do that, we need to intervene. How do you intervene? You access, you assess, and you affect change. dimension of these neurotechnologies are interventional neurotechnologies. Now, I'm not going to bring you down the rabbit hole into what each and all of these things do, because you don't want to be a neuroscientist, and I'm certainly not going to make you a neuroscientist in an hour. But I think it becomes important to dial into a little bit more clarity and with further granularity what we're really talking about when we talk about these relative assessment and interventional technologies. In the former case, probably the one that gives the most rise to both provocation and contention, are various forms of neuroimaging, the ability to image the living brain, to be able to see what brain areas are differentially active as we engage in different thoughts, feelings, emotions, and tasks, and to then correlate the interaction of those nodes and networks with discrete patterns that occur not only in individuals, but in groups of individuals. In other words, if I can see how this gentleman's brain works, whether he's awake or falling asleep, thought I catch you. The idea there is that I can then understand, I'm only kidding, I can only, I can understand better, relax can only understand better not only what makes him 
happy, agitated, engaged, or tired, but I can then in some way alter my discourse to be able to make him feel happier, more engaged, and less tired. In so doing, I can take the information I have about the way a brain works, and I can put it to good use, practical use. Think about this. If I know what makes you tick as an individual, and I'm then able to generate patterns of how you as an individual relate to, are similar to, or different from other individuals, I may be able to then generate information that allows me to interact with you on ways that are more meaningful to our level of interaction. In wow. So that would be, that would mean that the, that would absolutely mean that I'm spot on when I talk about the making of a coon. When I talk about the making of the Negro pen, that would mean that I'm pretty spot on because they figured this thing out just like they did with just like they did with cigarettes. It's the same premise what he's talking about. They came out with Marlboros, Camels. They came out with the non-filter cigarettes and they realized that, wait a minute, black folks aren't smoking these because this doesn't feel good on the throat of black people. So they don't gravitate to this. But through studies, they came up with a mentholated cigarette. The cool kings and the Newports. Newport menthols. Cool menthols. I didn't even think they came out with the Marlboro menthol and all. And then black folks, the increased sales, the increased sales on cigarettes. This is no different. This is how these people study us. They study us and then they figure out ways to come at us. Oh, wait. Change you can believe in. Wait a minute. Black folks could potentially start to leave the matrix. Barack Obama, get your black ass out there. You and Michelle. Yes, it's time for you to step up. We, we can't have it. We need you to rein them back in. As a matter of fact, it's about time that we had a black president anyway. Oh, and now people start to believe in the system again. People start, oh, there is hope. Oh, there is change. It's the same thing in prison. They they do it all the time. Every, every, every uh, five to seven years, they'll come out with a Supreme Court case and you'll have every goddamn person in the penitentiary running around. So I'm going home. They're going to open the gates. And then you come to find out that the case only affects like three people. <laughs> and then everybody's back to tuck and tail. And OK, I'm just I'm, I'm here for life, I guess, until the until five to seven years. Then the Supreme Court, because it's the hope syndrome, because they figured out that prisoners in Siberia years ago. They couldn't figure out, and scientists were trying to figure out why motherfucking people were just, just, just dropping dead, basically. They were thinking maybe some of these guys are getting bit. Maybe some of the, there, there's something going on here. These prisoners are just dropping dead. And the only conclusion that they could come up with is that they was dropping dead for a lack of hope. There was no hope. Yeah. So they got to give you that. They got to give you that hope. But in order to give you that hope, they have to be able to read you to know that you're even going to be able to be that you're going to be receptive to the hope 
that they, what type of hope do they need to give you? See, there's different types of hope. Right now, they're going to try to feed white folks hope. There's, there's a hope for white folks. Don't get it twisted. Don't get this messed up. Yeah. The diabolical plot, they will plot on their own. So you know they'll plot on us. They don't give no fucks. When Bill Gates and the and the Georgia Guidestones and they talk about depopulation plan and them Georgia Guidestones and Agenda 21, which changed to Agenda 2030, when they talk about that and they talk about getting the population down to 500 million people, when the population is currently over 7.7 billion people. Yeah, that ain't just that ain't just us they talking about, Merkin. Yeah, that's some that's some of them they talking about Merkin too. Yeah. That some of them though just didn't know that because they thought they were part of that chosen group, but they're not. Let's continue for a short time more. The more I know about what makes you tick, the more my interactions can be geared with you to make you tick the way I and I can put it to good use, practical use. Think about this. If I know what makes you tick as an individual. And I'm then able to generate patterns of how you as an individual relate to, are similar to, or different from other individuals. I may be able to then generate information that allows me to interact with you on ways that are more meaningful to our level of interaction. In other words, the more I know about what makes you tick, the more my interactions can be geared with you to make you tick the way I want you to. The way I want you to. The way I want you to. Obviously, it takes some energy to put people into a big magnet and scan their brain. There's a whole bunch of things that are limitations of brain imaging. We recognize that. That's part of the mission. We seek to delimit those particular constraints and through the use of co-registered different forms of neuroimaging, make it better. Some of these forms of neuroimaging are fieldable, operationalizable in field missions. Some of them are not. We're seeking to make these things more operationalizable, not only for military medicine to assess individuals who may have incurred brain injury and or the effects of brain injury inclusive of things like PTSD and other forms of neuropsychiatric disorders, but also to understand better how it is that our individuals are able to think through certain situations, how their brains work, and be able to classify those individuals and perhaps specify the way we train them, where we sustain that training, and then we maximize their performance. We can use other methods as well, genetics, biomarkers, and information. And that information is critical. One of the things you must learn is as military personnel, your demographic, biological, social, and psychological information exists in your jacket and is in fact retrievable in real time. That information becomes ever more important as we try to understand the you-ness of you. And the nature to classify that information, hold that information secure, doesn't only exist on the medical side with regard to your HIPAA records, but increasingly is becoming a concern for national security when these large-scale big databases of brain structure and function, physiology, biopsychosocial demographics become ever more available and ever more relevant to what's making you tick, what's making you talk, what's making you strong, what's making you vulnerable. And the fact that other nations, inclusive of China and Russia, are engaging in large-scale neuro big data initiatives to be able to create large-scale databases that can join not only imaging and physiological, but as well as other forms of phenotypic and genetic data of the entirety of populations renders great power because there's great capability in that information to know where key points of strength and vulnerability may lie and also to intercede, to inject information in, to in some way be able to affect what appears to be your medical record, your personal record, the evidence that is you. And we can take that step to go one step further. The more I know about you and the more I know about the way your brain works as individuals, groups, communities, even populations, 
the more I can utilize non-kinetic means, such as informational means of narratives, iconographies, semiotics, to influence your emotions and your behaviors. We can do this subliminally through computer images. We can do this more liminally through the types of engagements, interactions that we engage through psychological operations and informational operations. We can train better our human terrain teams to be able to interact with know about you and the more I know about the way your brain works as individuals, groups, communities, even populations, the more I can utilize non-kinetic means such as informational means of narratives, iconographies, semiotics to influence your emotions and your behaviors. To influence your emotions and your behaviors. The more I know about your medical history, the more I know about your genetic makeup. I can use those things to influence, to influence. And in the process of me using these to influence, I have you still screaming that you're free. I'll have you still screaming that you're moving as a free vessel on this planet. Even though I know I'm influencing and I'm manipulating like a motherfucker. Again, I'm going to tell you the key in a minute. I'll tell you the key. And then we're going to get uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm curious uh, to see if. Uh, if you all agree with the with with the jewel I'm going to give you. Because this shit he's talking, it's it's real shit. It's real shit. But there's another level to this, and, and it's going to all tie in together like butt cheeks in a minute when I show you. Because the other night, you remember I talked about uh, the fact that they are con they wanted to disconnect. They want to make sure they disconnect the physical. They want us each to disconnect from our spiritual and soul self. They just want us strictly on the physical plane because once they got you strictly on the physical plane, they can really control you. But let's continue real for a brief time. We can do this subliminally through computer images. We can do this more liminally through the types of engagements, interactions that we engage through psychological operations and Thank informational you, operations. We can train better our human terrain teams to be able to interact with individuals in a variety of cultures, groups, settings and ecologies to, to improve their performance so as to be less distancing and more ameliorating. We can go further than that as well. We can also utilize these interventional technologies in those ways that may able to be directly affect the brain. Probably the one that you've heard about most recently, most contemporaneously in, in the literature is the possibility to use some form of directed energy to affect physiology peripherally and also to affect the physiology and health of the brain. Case in point here, U.S. Embassy personnel in Havana and possibly in China. And of course, there's not a lot that I can tell you about that, although I am one of the researchers on that particular project. Hmm. But this seems to be wholly indicative and supportive of the fact that this was at least some form of directed energy, whether it was wholly intentional or not, still remains to be definitively decided. However, the pattern of insult and injury to those individuals and the pattern of injury of who was affected strongly suggests that this was an intentional and directed engagement and that this represents a beta test, a possible probe of a directed energy neuroweapon. And there are a number of countries that had developed initiatives and agenda towards developing just these types of things, the United States included. But you also have a whole host of other things that can go bump and bang in your brain. The more we understand the specificity of the brain on a very granular level, the more we're able to derive and develop 
particular types of drugs that not only can enhance and optimize the performance of our people, but can also be used to mitigate, militate, and in some cases manifest profound morbid changes in their people. In other words, against the hostile other. Mm. Drugs can be exceedingly specific, and as I'll show you in a moment, can be very, very much used to individualize weaponology in terms of what we call precision pathology or precision drugs. effects. Let's rewind that. And there are a number of countries that have developed initiatives and agenda towards developing just these types of things, the United States included. But you also have a whole host of other things that can go bump and bang in your brain. The more we understand the specificity of the brain on a very granular level, the more we're able to derive and develop particular types of drugs that not only can enhance and optimize the performance of our people, but can also be used to mitigate, militate, and in some cases manifest profound morbid changes in their people. In other Drugs. Drugs. Interesting. And didn't we have that conversation some some months back where I said they can target you by race? They can target you by race. He just said it. This dude just... He just said it. I don't know if you heard it right. Let me rewind that again. Because he just said it. Drugs that can make you powerful, but can make other groups of people morbid. Let, let, let's. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I ain't even going to turn it around. All you got to do is listen. The more we understand the specificity of the brain on a very granular level, the more we're able to derive and develop particular types of drugs that not only can enhance and optimize the performance of our people. Enhance and optimize the performance of our people. Who's our people? I'm going to rewind that part because there's a Negro peon out here who's saying, I'm part of the our people because I'm, I'm a black American. On a very granular level, the more we're able to derive and develop particular types of drugs that not only can enhance and optimize the performance of our people. Our people. Who's our people? Talking about our soldiers, our people going to war. But what about other people? And who are the others? Who are the others? It, it couldn't be those black Americans now, could it? We couldn't be the other. I mean, this country loves us. Let Joe and Kamala tell it. There is no racism, right? This is all a mirage. So what am I mad about? I should be happy because there is no racism. As a matter of fact, the only racism right now is Asian hate. And we need to be out here with picket signs stopping it. We need to go down to Chinatown. And New As a matter of fact, I might walk. I might walk like the Central and South Americans walk to the fucking U.S. border. Yeah, no soul taken off their shoes or anything. And then they had pockets full of money. How that happened, I don't know. But I might walk to back to New York, to Chinatown. I might do it tonight with a picket sign talking about stop Asian hate. Because look, racism don't exist because this guy just said it. They got special drugs for our people. Let me rewind it back. Because sometimes Negropeans need the, need the message to sink in. On a very granular level, the more we're able to derive and develop particular types of drugs that not only can enhance and optimize the performance of our people. I'm sorry, I got to be part of that, our people. 
Everybody on this stream who's a revolutionary, you got to be part of that. Our people. What are what are so since we're part of our people? <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Since we're part of our people, what are we going to do with others? But can also be used to mitigate, militate, and in some cases manifest profound morbid changes in their people. In their people. Who's their people? Words mm. against the hostile other. Drugs can be exceedingly specific, and as I'll show you in a moment, can be very, very much used to individualize weaponology in terms of what we call precision pathology or precision effect. We can go further. Clearly, one of the things we can also do is transcranial neuromodulation, the idea of going through the skull to modulate the node network activity of the brain to optimize the performance of key individuals in certain tasks and performances that are relatively to their missional space. And we can also do that against hostile or perhaps belligerent others. We can go further to implant certain brain machine interfaces. These are many of the DARPA programs that you may hear of now, probably the one that is most, most notorious in a very good sense, is something called the N3 program, which is the non-invasive neurosurgical neuromodulation program being run by their program manager, Dr. Al Mundi. The idea here is to put minimal-sized electrodes in a network within a brain through only minimal intervention to be able to read and write into the brain function. In mm. Mm. DARPA. DARPA. So they said, go ahead, Facebook. Y'all get that information. We still working behind the scenes. Let me rewind that. And then we're going to talk about it. We're going to open the floor to talk about it. Cause I think you've, I think you might've heard enough. Wait, let me get back to this part. Cause I want to, I want to go there with these drugs again. It's these fucking drugs. It's the performance of our people, but can also be used to mitigate, militate, and in some cases manifest profound morbid changes in their people. In other words, against the hostile other. Drugs can be exceedingly specific, and as I'll show you in a moment, can be very, very much used to individualize weaponology in terms of what we call precision pathology or precision effect. We can go further. Clearly, one of the things we can also do is transcranial neuromodulation, the idea of going through the skull to modulate the node network activity of the brain to optimize the performance of key individuals in certain tasks and performances that are relatively to their missional space. And we can also do that against hostile or perhaps belligerent others. We can go further to implant certain brain machine interfaces. These are many of the DARPA programs that you may hear of now. Probably. Insert interfaces. One that is most, most notorious in a very good sense is something called the N3 program, which is the non-invasive neurosurgical neuromodulation program being run by their program manager, Dr. Al Mundi. The idea here is to put minimal sized electrodes in a network within a brain through only minimal intervention to be able to read and write into the brain function in real time, remotely. The United States is not alone in such efforts. And then of course, you also have the things that are a little bit more traditional. If we talk about things that can be operable in the biochemical space, we ordinarily talk about drugs, bugs, toxins, and evermore, we're considering devices. Bugs. Drugs, bugs, and toxins. What? I told you the European, man, they don't come up with anything to help. They don't come up with anything to create life. Bugs. I'm just thinking about those goddamn mosquitoes that were let loose in Florida. Mm, those genetically modified mosquitoes that were let loose. Uh, but let's let's continue just a little bit more. <laughs> At the last Biological Toxins and Weapons Convention, 
The RevCon it was then raised by the Australia group that we need to be a little bit more salient in our attention to those possible neurotechnological devices that maybe. Wait, it was raised by the Australian group at the last convention. Let, 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 wait, hold up. He said it. I didn't. Let's hold up. Let's go back. Listen. We ordinarily talk about drugs, bugs, toxins, and evermore, we're considering devices. At the last Biological Toxins and Weapons Convention, the Rev... At the last Biological and Toxins Weapons Convention. Then raised by the Australia group that we need to be a little bit more salient in our... It was raised by the Australia group. These Europeans, they stick... They're, look, Berlin Conference, don't get that shit fucked up. They can battle with each other all day. But they will come together to create some shit that try to fuck us off. ...to those possible neurotechnological devices that may be able to be weaponized. Our group has also argued that the current considerations and extant categories of the Biological Toxins and Weapons Conventions are not detailed enough to be able to appreciate or keep pace with the advances in this form of science that can be weaponized that poses a risk and threat on the battle space. So how then can we use these elements as weapons, means of contending against others? Formal definition of a weapon, right out of the Oxford Old English Dictionary, means of contending against others. And we can do that in a number of ways. We can militate their behaviors and their thoughts in some ways as to make them more amenable to what we do, the idea of positive weaponology. Or we can, in fact, mitigate and in some cases completely nullify their capability, will, or engagement to fight. If we combine those two definitions into one, what we find is those agents that will either change individuals' thoughts, vulnerabilities, volatility to violence and aggression, or incur morbidity, dysfunction, and or mortality in such a way as to then mitigate the engagement altogether. You still with me? That said, we can break down any form of weaponology into two discrete categories, soft weapons and hard weapons. In the former categorization, soft weapons include but are not limited to such things like economic leveraging to create economics, market values, market presence, presence at international bargaining tables to develop international power and leverage as a soft weapon. Clearly, the more we're able to make an impact in a field, in a dimension, by virtue of research, medicine, technology, infiltration to a variety of areas of the public space, the more we're able to yield economic strong-arming, economic leveraging. Strong I think an important consideration that I'll reiterate later in this particular lecture is that there are countries outside the United States and or the West that are increasing their capabilities by intent in the brain sciences so as to be able to gain this type of economic leveraging in international global markets, in medicine, science, technology, and the military. Most notably among them is China. We'll talk more about that momentarily. But we can also utilize weapons in more of a soft approach, as I mentioned earlier. The more I know about what makes you tick, the more I might be able to do things like weaponize the approach that I then take towards you in my interactions and engagements with you. Here we can utilize the brain sciences for psychological operations. Most notably, one of the DARPA programs run by the case manager, by the program manager, Bill Kaysbeer, Dr. Bill Kaysbeer, who subsequently went on to be a program manager at Lockheed Martin and run their brain machine interfacing programs. Bill Casebeer's program was called Narrative Networks. And one component of the Narrative Networks project was something called neural narratives. If we understand how it is that brains and individuals, groups and populations respond to certain forms of imaging, memes, iconographies, engagements, 
the more we may be able to tailor those things through our psychological operations, propaganda, miso, to be able to engage these individuals in more positive ways or in ways that are more influential to be able to direct their behaviors, their predispositions, and perhaps their engagements with us on a variety of levels from the individual all the way up to the political. But then, of course, we move into the more harder forms of weapons, things such as bullets and bombs. And here, once again, let me reiterate what we're talking about on the neuro side are drugs, bugs, toxins, and devices. But of course, if we spill over the idea of soft weaponology into a hard weaponization, we also see the use of biodata as a viable weapon, manipulating biodata so that I can then put into your particular medical records subtle information that may change the disposition of whether you're sick or not, change how you're treated, influence the postures that go to you in terms of insurance, care, viability for military service. By altering that information, by changing those data, by purloining those data, I essentially change the you of you. Mm. We ain't got to go no further, man. The dude is telling you what they're doing and what they've been doing. He's telling you what they're doing and what they've been doing. I mean, I, I can't. It, 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 I am Mary. Be, no, it's not illegal. Because, <laughs> because. Because legality and illegality is actually on the side of the person who's in power. So, it, for instance, if I'm in power, let's just hypothetically say Yurima Kurama is in power. I have my own, I have an army of people. I have, um, I have, you know, I have my, 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 my loyal constituents. I call the shots. I make the laws. I got the court system. And you're saying that I committed an illegal act. Let's say that you say I committed rape or treason. As the person in power? Yeah, fucking prove it. <laughs> it's that simple. Prove it. You're a minion to me. Prove it. As a matter of fact, uh, Tariq, yeah, uh, you know what to do. Just just offer. Yeah, make it look like a suicide. Okay, yep, yeah, peace. I'm out. Yeah. The person in power is calling the shots, and that's the thing that we don't, that, that, that you know, people don't, our, our group doesn't want to acknowledge. And it's also the same thing as, as our group doesn't want to acknowledge when we talk about these frivolous things like uh, getting a holiday such as Juneteenth. Um, when the real when the real shit that really needs to be taken back is our land, our whole country. This was ours. So, you know, they come in, they take. And so when they come in and they take, guess what? The, the person in power says that I can fucking even go to a West Point. I can go to a West Point and even have this fucking conversation on what needs to be done to kill people. I'm in power. Who's going to check me? I mean, it's that simple. Who's going to check me? So, I mean, until we come to that realization, um, you know, th this is what we're dealing with. So for purposes of we are on on the wake up radio, uh, I am the host, Yurima Karama. 
we're going to take a quick infomercial and then we're going to get back to it. And I want D and uh, uh, Wealth to chime in after this quick infomercial. But also I want to I wanted to uh, drop this jewel and see uh, what you all think. So let's do this real quick. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial. And I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or posts and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my Aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Yes, indeed. And that was the infomercial. So I wanted to, uh, talking about the brain being the battlefield and them targeting the brain. And, and we had the conversation the other night concerning um, the them trying to disconnect us from our spirit and our soul. And the, uh, the guy behind it who wrote the paper back in 1917 talking about the importance of disconnecting uh, us from our soul and our spirit and, the, and how we have to, it was important for them to connect us to materialistic stuff, to physical things. Uh, and so what it, what it had me doing, um, <laughs> what it had me uh, realize is that when they're trying to tap into the brain of people and take that control, um, that's one level. Don't get me wrong, the brain is important. But Wealth, I want you and uh, Dee to chime in because I think what some of us try to do actually is we try to talk to the spirit and the soul of people, especially the real ones. We really try to tap in to the spirit and the soul of our people. And I think that that's the key. 
tapping into that spirit soul element of our people and bypassing the brain. Uh, and you get glimpses of that with artists. Artists sometimes can do so some profound work where they tap into the soul of the person. You find that with gifted speakers. They bypass the brain and can tap into the soul because some people, that's how they listen. Some people, that's how they, that's, that's their listening mechanism is their soul, their spirit. They don't even go here or here. They, they, they go with what really resonates with them. And you can bypass this function that they're trying to access, assess, and affect the brain. D-Wealth, what's good? Peace, God. Peace. Peace to the room. What's going on, family? Peace. Hey, um, so I, I was listening really closely to what dude was saying, and there was a whole lot of the full joints that you could have paused and broke down. There was a lot to unpack in that joint. Facts. Um, but I did hear him say something to the effect of negating their will to fight with drugs, bugs, and uh, what was the last thing you said? Drugs, bugs, and toxins. Drugs, bugs, and something, but toxins, yeah, yeah. So he said mitigate their will to fight. And I just think about like how how long in the making that effort has been, you know, happening. Like it's it's really just a matter of them updating their, their methods to carrying out the agenda over time, you know what I mean? It's, it's always a new technology, you know, some new mechanism, you know, some new construct that they create um, to, to just do the same shit that they've always been doing. You know, and just the whole idea of, uh, you know, these pseudosciences that they come up with, you know, like Charles Darwin's uh, uh, theory of evolution or uh, uh, the whole, just the whole idea of, uh, you know, African people being primitive and, you know, um, uh, uh a lower level of human evolution as opposed to the more evolved, you know, white species and just all these sciences that they create to justify the type of shit that they do. And if you pay attention, people always shoot down the rhetoric of, you know, the power of melanin and, and you know, how we're, how we're genetically superior as, as, as a people. Um, you know, black people are type shit. Like, I, I, we ain't no better than nobody else. You know, race is getting deep. <laughs> and all this you know, dumb shit, but pay attention to what these crackers are saying. Race is always skin deep until it's in the context of their pseudoscience. Because this dude said, he said uh, something about uh, pretty much, pretty much exploiting the granular differences between us and them. Yes. He, he said did. granular differences. Yes. That's, that's letting you know, you know, there's there's people who on a granular level are so different that we can create a substance that can empower us and completely degenerate them. So that, I, I just I, I, I find it hard to believe that that's a new phenomenon because that's what they've been been doing. Gotcha. They got newer ways to do it now. But, you know, this this is this is just what it is. I mean, we see the results of this shit all day, every day. I live in zombie land, you know, and, and there's there's multiple different, um, you know, tools and drugs and bugs and shit that I've seen, you know, right here in my media community. And, and you know, that, that 
this is just with the primitive shit that they've been using for decades. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I can only imagine all the type of shit that they got up to sleep now in terms of this, this technology and this AI and, you know, uh, uh, Wells mentioned it on IG, the, the, the chemtrails and the microbes and shit. You know, it's, it's so many different ways that they have to do what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, the same way that they militarize um, their access to the human mind, you know, we got to get we got to get down to the nitty gritty and start thinking in, in terms of signs and symbols and, you know, tricking our own people into loving themselves. And that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we uh, from from a from a war strategy standpoint. Um, and I would I would just advise because if I, 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 I just think it's important. You've got to know how you're the depths the depths of how your enemy thinks. It's one thing to know your enemy, but to know the depths uh, and the links that they will go through to annihilate you. I would suggest that everybody uh, go check the, the the full video in its entirety. It's a little bit over an hour long, but it's uh, James uh, Gordano. The brain is the battlefield of the future. Um, and I would just advise that everybody, it came out in 2018, um, but uh, just so you get a full glimpse into the mindset of your enemy and what they what they really have planned. But I also think it's 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 very important. Brooklyn Queen, thank you. And uh, Afro Latina, I appreciate you, Empress. Uh, but I also think that it's important that um, uh, from a war strategy standpoint, nothing can be off the table for us. So the same methods that they can use that they're that they not that they can use that they have been using and will continue to use on us and even upgrade talking about upgrades uh they're they're upgrading these models so those same mechanisms we should be using as well because just as yeah just as they can use that um we can we can use those same we can use those same uh war strategies as well peace well Peace, family. Peace. Um, yeah, this is this is this is powerful. Yeah, they they did be messing with my audio. I unmute a few times and no sound was coming through, so I had to leave and come back. Mm. Um, yeah, this 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 is powerful, and I'm I'm glad it's it's powerful in the sense that it, it just awakens the masses a little bit more, pulls people out of that cognitive dissonance that everything is peachy right now. You know what I mean? Um. I'm going to tell you, anytime you get access to information like this, you're not getting access to no secret information. All right. You're not getting access to no secret information because this info, for, for them to make it so available to the public, this is stuff that's already been laid in place already. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if, if it was still in the works from the minute that you got a hold of that video and it started coming across any any Internet connected device, they shut your whole stuff down. Mm -hmm. Right. So the fact that they allow it to play is because they already don't feel threatened by the information getting out there. All right. Now, I say all that to say this. Right. A lot of this is is. I said it last 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 time we were in Clubhouse. The enemy's number one weapon is psychological warfare. All right. And part of that psychological warfare is to keep you on a state of fear. So they want you to see that video. They want it to invoke fear in you. You know what I mean? Because when you when you when you in a state of fear, your vibration is very low. It's very primitive. It's very low. Right. And sometimes people don't understand when we use words like spirituality. So I try to deliver the message in a different kind of way because they're like, oh, you know, I see a lot of comments. You know, how how are we going to how are we going to get away? How are we going to escape? Listen. When you vibrate, 
right? When you vibrate, when you oscillate, spirit is the highest level of vibration. Okay, meaning that it moves at the most rapid speed. When something is vibrating, it throws off a frequency. All right. Now, if you know anything about communications, higher frequencies that dominate and drown out lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the the enemy has no access to spirit. They they cannot resonate that high. It's they cut off. That's why they pineal gland calcifies like it, it, they're cut off from that spiritual realm. Right. And, 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 and I know before you turn your brain off and say, oh, this is just some lofty spiritual BS, just hear me out. Right. When they're what they're using, the technologies that they're using, the reason why they got to separate you from your spiritual side is because that's the only way you become accessible to them. Mm-hmm. It's through the physical, through the lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. Right. They got to send signals to those nanites inside of you. They got to send frequencies. And in another word, if you don't understand signals and frequencies, same shit I'm talking about. Right. They got to send frequencies to those nanites for them to operate. When the nanites are inside of you, they got to operate on some kind of frequency. Right. Now, when you raise your vibrational frequency, when you start uh, strengthening your spirit, there's something called an aura. What is your aura? That is your frequency emanating off your body. So outside frequencies, if your frequency is high enough, lower frequencies like the ones they got to send to these machines cannot penetrate. Mm. Mm. It just can't penetrate. It it doesn't work. That's why they got to keep you in that lower state. That's why they got to separate you from your spirit, because if you go there, you completely dominate them. Mm-hmm. If you don't live in that state of fear and you raise your vibration, when those things come close to you, they they, they fall dead. That they, they, they stop working. Right? They can't operate. And they know this. They're not gonna tell us this. But when somebody that look like you start trying to tell you this, you you got skepticism, you got doubts. But when the white man just told you all that evil shit, you took it wholeheartedly and ran with it. There's mm-hmm. a problem there. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't allow this shit to make us afraid, people, family. We mm-hmm. can't allow it to make us afraid. You can't like when I when I was talking in IG, I said, yeah, we, somebody said we can go off grid. Yeah, sure. That's great. You know, get out the cities. But at the same time, you got to have the appropriate security. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about guns and bullets. You know, what I mean, there's a place for that. Don't get it twisted. Right. This if you fighting on the lower plane. But. Guess what? When you get to the right level of the higher plane, you don't even need the guns and bullets. And and that message was in the matrix. Mm. Mm. They tell us everything. They show us everything. If you look at the movie Inception, they was talking about the same shit he was talking about just now. If you plant a thought deep enough in the mind, the person thinks that it's their own and they start operating off that thought. But guess what happens when you meditate? You go inside and you become aware of the thoughts that's going on in your mind. And when you become aware of them, you can identify the ones that's not yours and override that. But if you don't never do the shadow work, then you'll never know which one of those thoughts is not yours. And you'll be operating on all of them. Self-destruct mode. Mm. Right. So I I just leave it there for now, because, you know, there's no reason to be afraid of this information. Just know that it is what it is and let it motivate you to start getting yourself properly prepared spiritually. Don't go lower in your vibration. Climb higher. Step into your power. 
Hey, I, I, hey, well, I really want to say something about that too, because you're speaking about frequency and vibration. And, uh, you know, I took a class in, in this mass communications program back in 2002. Um, and it was about uh, marketing using color and stuff like that. And at the time, I didn't put it in the context of, you know, metaphysics and stuff like that, obviously. But, uh, you know, I'm. I'm able to put two and two together now as it pertains to color frequency, which is synonymous to sound vibration. Um, so in marketing, you know, what happens is they tap into the color frequency, like the, the same way, like a color therapist or art therapist would, how they tap into these frequencies that affect your chakras. Um, and so the lower vibration is red, you know, the highest vibration is purple. And, uh, the way that it's used in, in, um, in you know, day to day, our day to day lives would be to control the masses um, in the context of traffic, you know, signs and things like that in public. So, in marketing, is uh, whenever they want to appeal to your hunger, they want to appeal to you know your uh, to, to that lower vibration of just your basic need to survive or just to hold yourself over or whatever. They always use red orange and yellow you know hence why you know like a hot dog stand got the red and yellow stripes or mm. you know burger king and mcdonald's and all these all of these food brands always have red prominent in their logos mm-hmm. um and so this is on, on on a very subtle level that's that's you know that's that's propaganda in itself you know that's that's mine that's mine uh mind control right there um and even in traffic you know the red you know signifies an urgent, you know, an urgent need to stop, you know, because there's danger there. Um, and so that that's, you know, manipulation of that root chakra, you know, that that lower vibration of just a need to survive, you know, self-preservation. And then, you know, you can move on up and the yellow would be your solar plexus chakra, which is, you know, the center of your being, which which deals with your willpower, your forward momentum. And that's when you need to slow down. That's a cautious, just like people crossing the road. You know, you got the caution, pedestrian crossing signs, things like that. Um, and then the higher the vibration, you know, your heart chakra deals with, um, you know, deals with, a, you know, a higher vibration. And so, you know, you see that when it comes to, uh, you know, go or, you know, changing directions on the highway, you know, choosing, choosing a path on the highway and things like that. It always deals with, you know, making a decision and things like that. So, um, as you go up, you know, with the red, I mean, with the, uh, with the, uh, blue, with the color blue, that's an even higher vibration, you know, dealing with your higher faculties, you know, having to practice discernment and things like that. So, you know, you're dealing with more sophisticated ideas, like, you know, the, uh, the three one one signs, you know, the call for traffic or, you know, or the, uh, uh, things of that nature. I, I don't know. I hope you get my drift, but, the bottom line is that through PR marketing, um, through all these different ways, you know, they're, they're able to affect our entire energetic bodies, you know, um, to just just to get us to practice this consumerism or just to keep structure, you know, like we're animals or something. You know what I'm saying? They just know how to manipulate the human body. And so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that piece in when I heard well talking about the vibration and frequency, because this really is an age old thing that they be doing. You know, it's just uh, new ways of doing it. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. <clears throat> uh, but I I did want to say I did want to say um, 
and I don't think you were saying this well, but uh, I do want to clarify that uh, my thing is, is um, when I first, when I first got this, uh, I don't, I don't look at things from a state of fear. I do look at it from a state of uh, wanting to, I think it's important uh, that people know information. Um, there was nothing that the cracker said that put fear in me um, personally, because I already know the game that they're on and they've been on. Uh, but I do think that um, there's people on here that don't know. I know that there's people, young people that follow me. They need this information. And so it's not to draw fear, but um, at the same time, I know for a fact that we don't study our enemy enough. Um, and so um, if I can leverage that or if I can give some information that uh, a young brother, a young sister out here can use to where they can go do some research and get more information, uh, that's one of my purposes. And so um, if uh, I don't push fear, but I do push reality and truth. And so I'm going to always push that. Um, now, however, a person receives it, I can't help how you receive it. Um, that's not my that's not my duty and obligation to try to decipher uh, because there's thousands of people that watch my stuff. So if I was if I had to concern myself with how everybody felt in my delivery, I probably wouldn't be able to do this work. So how you receive it, that's just how you receive it. But uh, I'm, I, I don't move. I don't move in my daily life from a state of fear. Uh, I just don't move. Hey, I, don't, I don't live like that. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Sh yeah. <laughs> hey, Shango, I just want to say real quick. Listen, I'm gonna call you by one of your names, Shango. Okay, <laughs> I, that that none of that was directed to you. You know, I know sometimes in my passion, people people don't they might miss it, right? But none of that was. I'm not. I know. I I, I know your spirit, Yurima, uh, in the sense that none of that was. None of this is is, is 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 put out there to inspire fear in anybody. Right. I was speaking to some of the energies in, in 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 the listeners, some of the listeners, not saying all of the listeners, but I, I, I could feel that nervous panic setting in, right? And 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 I that's what I was addressing. Those those mm. people letting them know, listen, don't go that direction with, with your vibration. Just mm. be aware of it. Be aware of it and let it motivate you to do the work you need to do to get ready, right? If if you're not where you are supposed to be right now spiritually, listen. This is a whole new age we're in. Mm -hmm. Like this, this, this. The veil has been lifted. We got access. Like, like if you you know how many people out here feeling depressed right now, but it's not necessarily because of all the, the shit you're seeing on TV. It's because your spirit is ready to grow. There's a, the doors are open right now for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And and when you're trying to hold on to the familiar past, your spirit. We just talked about that. Your spirit gonna feel anxious and you're gonna feel depressed. Mm -hmm. But just let go of that familiar past and step into the to 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 this new this new this new age that we in, man. Like this is why they panicking right now. They know what we got access to right now. Mm -hmm. And we just got to step into it. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that, that was my message because I already know your, your rumors out here, your, your, your energy is <laughs> Shango. And I love it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, like, that that it's not to inspire no fear. I'm glad that this information is coming out, but at the same time, I want the people to know that they put this out, they allowed this to come out because they're already past the point of talking about it. It's already been implemented. 
When when they, when we learn about technologies, we learning about it like 20, 30 years late. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. Facts, facts. That's facts. And and, and you're absolutely right, Wealth. Um, if they didn't want this information out, it wouldn't be out. <laughs> That's just the way that works. And they always put it out after it's already been after it's been done. Um, when he it's interesting because even when he talked about the drugs, um, the CIA was the first ones to put out LSD as tests. And that was back in the late 60s, early 70s. They put that out. Started, I think, in the uh, area of San Francisco. And they didn't even tell people what it was. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even tell people what it was. No. So exactly. And if you want to know about the CIA, they also listen. Our government, since the well, they stopped it, and they 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 officially let me say it like that. They officially stopped it. But many of us don't believe in the spiritual side of things and our abilities. But why would the government have a psychic program, top secret, in the seventies, and then claim that they stopped it back then, right? With remote viewing and 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 being able to scribe and and and, and being able to influence other people's thoughts, and they 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 they, they were they were trying to learn how this thing works. Mm. All right, and then when they like like they can't, that's their blind spot. They can't hear things on that level. They can't see things on that level. They can't connect the things on that level. Music is a spiritual thing. Why do you think they can't get the rhythm of the song? Hmm. No matter how much they try. Like, it's, it's not, it's, they cut off from that. Rhythm, that's, that's the rhythm of the universe. Like, we rhythmic people, we spiritual people. That's higher vibration. They're skipping, that, they skipping that zero, that divine feminine zero is jumping straight to the one. Correct, because they, they disconnected. They absolutely disconnected. So that's what they fear. That's why old boy was talking about we got to disconnect them from the spiritual side because that's that's the thing that they can't control. They got no authority there. Facts. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, again, man, that's 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 been the that's been the agenda. You know what I mean? And even even all the way back to you know when uh, when the when the uh, Greeks started to. Uh, you know, pillage Kemet, you know what I'm saying? And, and colonize Kemet and turn that shit into some Greco-Roman shit. You know, they had to they had to change the vibration of the people, you know, by by um, breaking the language down and compartmentalizing information and just turning shit into uh, uh, something that was pal- palatable for their psyche. You know what I'm saying? And Plato's whole premise behind, you know, the European being the head of the body. You know, that, that speaks to their the disrespect of spirit because of the connection from spirit. You know, they literally feel like the logical mind um, is is in control of the the spirit body, you know, as opposed to the other way around. And so because they're so devoid of it, that their only chance on this realm is to bring us down to it. You know, hence the whole Yuru story, you know, and them trying to recreate an entire world, i.e. the matrix, you know, to mimic and try to outdo the world of nature. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Mm. The only way they can learn, the only way they can learn is through through scientific method, which is a mental process. That's the limits of their, their ability. Mm. Right? This is why they study everything. They study everything. There's there's body, there's mind, there's spirit. They limit it at the mind part. So that's why they put everything down to a science. But do you understand that they can't get into the science of spirituality? It's beyond their comprehension. They can't. They they can't. 
Like they don't understand it. This is why they, they start talking about quantum physics and stuff like that, because that's their way of trying to put spirituality into a science, but they still can't understand it. They never will. Why is it that as soon as you put your attention on a thing, it crystallizes into a point? But when your attention is not on the thing, it spreads out into a wave. They don't understand that. But the ancient mystics told us that whatever you focus on becomes your reality. It's the same shit. Mm. Thank you. Yes, sir. Facts. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real work. Go ahead, D. I, this is powerful. No, nah, I was just going to say, um, to you know, to Wells Point, it's like, you know, uh, the, the, the thing is, you know, the, they have to separate themselves from everything. And it's because they're already separate from nature. You know, when they crawled about them caves, you know, they, they had no concept of irrigation, you know, agriculture. They had no concept of, you know, harnessing the power of the sun or studying the stars. You know, they, they were so far behind, you know, and they had this barbaric uh, nature to where, um, you know, they, all, they, all they could do was seed off of other things. You know what I'm saying? I actually just listened to something today um, to where a dude was talking about how how they're already dead. You know what I'm saying? And how the, the, the whole, their whole way of, of surviving is by, you know, killing other living things to take that energy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in order to do that, you know, obviously the energy is something that's, that's going to be in the people regardless of their state of consciousness. You know, we, our energy is, is there because it can't be created nor destroyed, you know, so they can bring our consciousness down to a level to where we can adhere and comply to whatever they manipulate us to do. But we still carry the same amount of energy, whether we know it or not. And, you know, and, and their ability to harness it is dependent upon, you know, how ahead of the game they can stay. You know, if they're two steps ahead of us in terms of their agenda. Um, you know, it's it's like we're just fucking walking batteries to them. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're able to, to feed right into their shit. Mm. And, you know, to bring it up again, you know, as far as as far as far uh, the whole Plato thing, it's just like the movie Get Out, um, where it's, you know, let's use the energy of the of the uh, the indigenous people. Let's use their spirituality and all of that to our benefit, um, even though we can't tap into it. Of course, they can't fathom the level of our connection to spirit, but they can at least manipulate, um, you know, they can manipulate the tools and the signs and the symbols so that we can use our energy for what they want to use our mm. spirituality for. You know, it's, it's the, how Benjamin Banneker built Washington, D.C. You know, the way Benjamin Banneker aligned it with the stars and, you know, uh, he was he was a slave of George Washington, but you know, all these different things was attributed to George Washington in terms of how he mapped the city, but he literally built it as a, a spiritual corridor um, so that all of this energy would be harnessed towards the capital. <clears throat> and it's a replica of, um, of ancient Kemet, you know, so they know how to use our scientists and shit against us. Hence, you know, the, the fucking, uh, you know, all these fucking secret societies and shit, the Bohemian Grove conferences and the, you know, the Masonic shit and the, you know, quote unquote Illuminati or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, that 1%, those little billionaire boys clubs, they know what it is and they're using our shit against us. Absolutely. The devil has no power except for the power we give it. All right? They have no power. The only power they got, and it's not power, the only ability they got 
is to try to lure our attention away from the things well towards the things that would benefit them let me put that put it that way right so they keep us focused on and 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 on things that would benefit them and low vibrational things so that we're not paying attention to our spiritual side this is why they invented poverty right and they and they enforce it constantly because if you're thinking about oh my god where am i going to get my next meal you're in a state of panic you're in a state of fear you're in a state of lack and then you that's what you're going to focus on so if that's what you focus on that's that's your reality right and, and as long as they keep you in that loop where you keep focusing on that, then you keep them in power. One of their biggest fears, do you ever wonder why they never just sent all, as much as they act like they hate black people, why they never sent all the black people back to Africa? Because they can't exist without us. Right. And without us, we grow leaps and bounds. We come back to our true senses without them in the mix distracting us. We come back to our rightful senses and we will rise faster than anything that they can control at that point or even or even interact with. Right. So this is this is why they can't let us out. They sight. This is why we are always under constant surveillance, because they, they know, like, if I look away for a second and, and he catch himself over there, he's going to realize that he got superpowers. Backs. I mean, they yeah, but see, but see, but also, but well, they can't, they can't, they need us here, but they don't want us here operating in our superpower state. So they, exactly. they want us here, but they want us here, they want us here in in a fucking zombified state. Because again, that energy still resides within us, whether we know it or not. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree. They definitely want us here. They can't live. They, they they can't have all of us off the planet. Make no mistake about it. They don't want to get rid of all of us. They just want that coon class, that non that 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 class that is is uh, non reproductive. And they definitely don't want that warrior class. That's the class that they're afraid of because that's the class that's going to wake. Facts. That's going to wake the start to wake the masses up, and that's the class that can't be controlled either. So they 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 recognize that that that's the class that okay they're going to go and do what's necessary to be done and, and 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 you can't control that and when you can't control that group that's the group that you try to get rid of and it just hit me like wow it just hit me I'm sitting here thinking like you know those of us who are tapped in and you know you look back at 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 at, at the, the teachers of our past they, they can never come and kill that person directly they always got to use someone malinated to open the door for that possibility to happen hmm. yeah 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 there's always a judas in there that's one of us that must use their creative powers to open the door to allow that to happen Facts. But they, they 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 don't come directly, not to the not to the not to the to the ones who who are awakened and tapped into their power. They only get access after you get one of us to give you access. <laughs> facts, facts. Wow, that's heavy. It's because again, because just just like the guy said in the video, what what uh, what, what Yurima said about the guy in the video is that. You know, they, they study us long enough to know our customs and our ways, you know, and then they can, you know, have a backdoor route 
and, and it's, it's, it's evident in, in these videos that you see with these tribes and stuff who meet these people, who meet white people for the first time, you know, and the ways that they're able to, you know, sliver their way in and, you know, use little tricks and shit to, uh, to, gain, to gain their trust. Um, you know, you approach a tribe that's out and you know that they're, you know, uh, they, they got a hunter and gathering class or so, they, they have, you know, certain tools and shit that they use. So, you know, that if you come with a pocket knife, it's over with. Cause like, Oh shit. Like, what the, you know, you show them a little bit of, uh, you show them a little bit of fire, you know, you show them a mirror or some shit like that. And it's, it's like, this gotta be magic. This person gotta be something, you know, or whatever. And so they find little ways. And what I think is ironic about it is that, you know, here, here in the States, the shit that they give us isn't even, None of it is, is beneficial to us. Like they didn't even have to. They don't have to give us something that was that we considered to be good for us. You know, i.e., you know, drugs and alcohol and you know, processed food and shit like that. That's something that is completely unnatural to our to our entire existence. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it's something that we never could fathom before they introduced it to us. But they're able to use that shit to further you know control us and, and to you know like doused our flame when it comes to our ability to think, you know, critically and shit like that. You know, and, and I just think it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's just it's just some ironic shit, man, because it's, it doesn't really take much. Like, we, we're easily, we're easily folded when it comes to the psychological shit. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here getting downloads like crazy. Oh my goodness, it's a beautiful thing. Like, what I just told you, about that access look at that tribe that that cut off the head of that missionary and put it on the pike on on on, on the beach right yeah now this ain't the first time they done killed one of them so why haven't they bombed that place yet why haven't they bombed that place yet why haven't they sent some kind of some kind of some kind of pathogen or something over there to destroy those people that's because they solid and ain't none of them willing to turn on the group there's nobody opening the door to give them access to that reality where they can go in there and kill everybody. Mm. That's real. But we don't we don't recognize our spiritual power. That's we don't true. we don't we don't think like that. Well, we've been trained. Well, we've been them. trained. Yeah, we we've hey, been hey. trained not to think like that though. That that's the, that's the difference. There's been a training. Those people haven't gone through a training, so they 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 they've stayed pure. So it was like the example I gave the other night, where you got a group of people that they will take out, they will pull the Negro pen out, they'll pull uh, uh or 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 not even the Negro pen because they have to create the Negro pen. So they'll pull portions of our community out go train them and then bring them back to the community. And so this is the training for the rest of the community to say, okay, I want to emulate, I need to emulate that. That's who I need to become in order to be accepted in this society. That's what it's going to take. And so if that means bojangling, if that means buck dancing, if that means putting on a suit and, and, and smiling, even though I don't feel it, if that means accepting that pat on the back, even though I know it's insincere, this is what, because the people that in my community that were trained before me, these were the examples that I was given. And so examples such as Black Panther Party, examples such as Black Liberation Army, those groups are eliminated 
immediately. And it sends a quick message that not only are they eliminated, but they're eliminated in drastic ways. Like, so now you have a choice. These are the two examples that you got. You got this example where, you know, it's almost, uh, it's a sellout uh, 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 submit formation. Or you got this example over here where we lay you down, we kill you, and then we bury you up under the prison for any type of resistance. And so those have been the choices. Those brothers and sisters on that island, they ain't had to go through that. So anybody out, any outsider coming in, they ain't even talking. They automatically murking them because you're not part of the tribe because we ain't gone through that training. So there's nothing here to question because we all on code. Absolutely. And if they can't find one of the adults that is willing to turn on the group to open that spiritual door so they can attack the group to even bring that idea into reality, then what they'll do is they'll look for a child. They'll look for a child that hasn't reached the God here yet. He's seven years old. You know, uh, Cindy was talking about it yesterday. Give me the, 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 the churches. They knew this. Give me your children to the age of seven and I'll show you the man they'll become. Right. So they'll snatch a child before the found the God foundation is set. And then they will teach that child their ways and reintroduce the child back into the group. Now to open that doorway. Right. To open that doorway. To, to, to usher them in to go destroy the group now. But that's a spiritual thing. We just not, we don't want to acknowledge the spiritual side of this battlefield, but that's where we went at. That's where our power's at. But we don't want to acknowledge that. It's fact. You know, it, it, it is absolutely necessary. No, it's kind of like, uh, it was kind of reminiscent of what uh, Kwame Brown was saying. Uh, he was going in about, you know, this whole, the whole little breakfast club shit and all that. Uh, but uh, Kwame Brown was, was talking about how, uh, you know, when he was high school, I mean, if anybody, you know, remember Kwame Brown back in the day, you know, he was drafted, he was in the draft, you know, out of high school. He ended up, you know, kind of flopping or whatever. But he was talking about how Stephen A. Smith used to come out there. You know, you going on Stephen A. Smith with this cool ass shit that he'd be on. Uh, and I, I fuck with Kwame Brown, you remember the same way, you know, you know, how you spoke about just how real he was coming and shit like that. He, you know, he really does represent you know, the spirit of the indigenous peoples, you know. Yeah. So he was talking about uh, how Stephen A. Smith, you know, came in to the colleges and shit. So uh, the scope niggas out, you know, uh, you know, supposedly the, um, the scout and shit like that. And uh, Kwame Brown was pretty much questioning, you know, his, his agenda, you know, looking at the kind of dude that he is and the way that he, you know, tries to tear down a lot of these players. You know, you come out to scout, you come out to draft people and shit like that, but you know, your your platform is dedicated to, you know, smearing these dudes' names and, you know, fucking off their careers and shit. Mm. So he's like, what, what's, what's the real what's the real agenda? Like, why 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 do these niggas really come to these schools? You know, and, and he, you know, it's like a eureka moment for him. He's like, yo, y'all motherfuckers was there, you know, to pluck out the boule class. Mm. You know, to find out who whose minds were, you know, were impressionable enough so that you can, you know, kind of bring them up under your wing and, you know, have them come in as, you know, these, you know, D-Wade type niggas that, you know, is willing to carry out whatever agenda as an athlete. Because everything, as an athlete, everything is an endorsement. Your whole lifestyle, you know, is endorsed by these corporations and shit. Facts. You know, but um, again, you know, it's, it's, just, uh, it's, it's just one of the methods. You know, you pull out, you pull somebody out and, you know, put them in front of the bunch 
you know, and 90% of the Negroes are going to aspire to do whatever it is that got that person into that position. And if it means, you know, you got to be a boot licking ass, you know, chucking a job, the motherfucker. Then. Oh, shit. It's a long story. You missed a lot. But, uh, but you, yeah, you absolutely the right. The hip hop and shit. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying you absolutely right. That's what they do. They look for the one that that's gonna that's gonna be the one that's gonna gonna stand there and and take the abuse and 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 like you said, shucking jobs. They look for the one that's gonna be easily corruptible. Which 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 one can we get into these sex parties with minors and 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 and, and all kinds of vices and shit like that? And and that's the one they're gonna hold up because they know they can control that one. They're gonna use that one as the example, like you said. And now that one becomes the standard. Look, see, if you like this one right here, you get all these rewards. You get all you get you get all this fame. You get all this money. You can live this lifestyle, right? But this is why exactly why we gotta stop sending our kids to the enemy's training grounds, man. Like that's really what it boils down to. We gotta stop sending our kids to the enemy's training grounds and wondering why we can't move nowhere as a people. Don't nobody else do that. Facts. Well, I mean, you know, you got most, most of the youth is aspiring for an easy way out, you know, for, for just the, the quickest way to start them just so they can get a quick buck and, you know, and try to make something happen. And that's we got to we got to be rearing our children to understand the value of, you know, uh, like structured progression through life, you know, and for what reason, you know, what's the end goal? You know, and if your end goal is just to be able to have a you know, to be to be a household name or, you know, to be, you know, a famous, you know, slam dunking ass nigga, then, you know, you're easily manipulated. It's easy to say, okay, well, these are the steps you gotta take to get there, young man. You gotta, you know, bend over, let us uh, you know, slap some of this on there and get you together and, you know, we don't have you doing exactly what we want you to do before long. You know, and I I just it's it's a pipeline for that shit. You know, like you said, you know, it's from from that early in age, in second, third grade. You know, if you don't already have a hold of your kids' minds, then you already handing them over. And nine times out of ten, you know, without your interference, your kids are going to grow up. By the time they're a teenager, their only desire is going to be an entertainer of some sort. Oh, that, I, forgot, that, that, I forgot who said it, man. I heard somebody say it. Um, there was like no other group, no, no other, no other group of animals look at the children and wonder how did the children get that way. They got that way because of the parenting. And I think that's that that's that's that's, that's or lack thereof. Like and that's one of those things where us as a people, we embarrassed at what we did or what we didn't do. And we we refuse to take accountability for the shit that we did, regardless if you knew better or not. You the only way to start changing shit is to take accountability. That's what we talk about right here in this room is accountability. And I find that oftentimes I'm a parent. You understand? Oftentimes, parents' hardest job is to take accountability. I sit and talk. I sit and talk with my mother, and a lot of times, my mother can't take accountability for places where she dropped the ball. And you know, one of the things that that we do to 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 to, to stop that accountability process is to say things like, "Oh, but your parents did the best that they could." That's not always true. Stop saying that bullshit. It's not always true. It's a way to get to, to escape accountability. And accountability don't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you acknowledge where you might have made a mistake. 
All right. And if you don't never acknowledge where you made a mistake, then you're going to keep repeating that fucking mistake over and over. That's why we got generational curses. Mm. We got these generational curses because none of the adults want to admit, hey, yes, I, I fell under a spell and I made some mistakes. I made some bad choices. Because mm-hmm. how else are the youth going to know not to make those same bad choices if they're watching you? They're going to mm. make the same damn choices you made because you never sat down and told them what you learned in the process. Mm. And if you don't ever admit what you learned, then you're going to stay in that loop where you'll keep making that same decision over and over just in different circumstances. So then you stuck. The whole the, Us as a group of people, we get stuck because no one wants to take accountability. And they're not going to wealth, uh, just as just as nobody's going to, um, nobody's going to stop, nobody's going to stop uh, shooting those basketballs tomorrow. Nobody's going to these young dudes is not going to stop almost falling down the steps to get their shoes on to go run to the goddamn rap studio. They're not going to, because that's 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 what they've. That's what they've been taught. And I think the example you gave is such a great example, because when we talk about that group on that island. That cohesiveness between them, they haven't had. See, I I, I say I've often said this and I know I know our people get upset when I say this because our people want to. It's the illusion and the mirage of freedom. But I've always said that probably the most the most deadliest, one of the most deadliest things to uh, to us as a group of people is our opinion, because with our opinion, we can go so many different places. Those people on that island, they haven't had access. To the sort of manipulation that we have. And so our opinions are all over the place. And that's what that's what allows us to stay in a state of bondage. It really does. Because everybody's going to have an opinion on something and those opinions can be divisive when you're trying to move a group of people forward. Or when you're trying to get yourself out of bondage, because there's always going to be that one in the back or that one in the middle that is going to slow that process down and sometimes completely hold it back. Just our simple opinions. Those people didn't have an opinion when that white dude went to that island and they killed him. There was no opinion on that. It was, yo, he's invading. Let's get rid of him. That was the opinion. That was the consensus. I'm pretty certain there was no group there. There was no standoff with certain group members saying, oh, no, man, let them live. I'm I'm certain of that. If you've watched some of the videos on that island where where those people actually go out to like they move as a collective, they move as a group. I've seen them. I've seen videos where they where they have th- those groups of th- they like go out to the water and they'll swim out and and and, and they get on they're, they're on some whole different shit that we they haven't had the type of manipulation that we've had to go through as a group of people. And so they move different. We ain't moving like that. So it's only going to be a few of us. And that's what we talk about when we talk about uh, finding our tribe. That's exactly what we mean. 
that like-minded group of people who's moving in a similar fashion. That's exactly what the fuck that means when, when we talk about finding our tribe. And we understand that everybody is not going to be part of this tribe. We get that because everybody ain't moving the same. And there's always going to be that group of people and we are outnumbered and we have to admit that we are outnumbered. We're outnumbered by the rich and we're outnumbered by the poor because the poor are in a state of 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 cognitive dissonance that. They can't they, a lot of a lot of time they just can't see it. And you will get the you will get the few that are able to break away from the matrix and, and able to come to a room like this and and, 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 and and tap in. And the reason they're going to be able to tap in. And I say the few, the reason those few are going to be able to tap in, because we're going to touch something in their spirit and their soul that's going to resonate. That's why people say, I, oh, man, I just I, I felt it. It was like I, people hit me all the time, like, yo, I feel you. That's that's when I know my voice is powerful. That's when I know I'm on my job. Like, I feel I want people to feel me, man. If they're if they're thinking about it. I'm up against a battle that I'm not going to win. Because they got there's too many other distractions out here. As soon as they leave this room, I know I already know if they're thinking. And don't get me wrong, you should think. Thought was the cause of it all. So thinking is important, but I also know how the matrix operates. And so when you're in that, in that, the, the, and it's not that you won't gravitate back. It's not that you won't get the jewels. It's not that you won't act. It's not, but the person that feels it, 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 it just hits different. I agree with you, Kay. And one of the things that you say that, that that's absolutely necessary and we can take it from that same tribe's example is separation is necessary. Separation that's is necessary because as long as there's people in infiltrating the tribe that 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 entertain that type of thought that type of thinking that would empower the enemy, then you will create that opening for that shit to happen. And on that tribe, ain't nobody doing that. Why? Because they remain isolated. So that's a protection against all the spells. That's a protection against all the spells. They don't even want you on the island. Fuck being, fuck being where, where, they're, at, where they're living at. They don't want you on the island because you'll set up on the island. Next thing you know, you, you, you got some shiny, sparkly shit over there. And, 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 and they, they, they kids start looking at it and some of their people start looking at it. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> I want that shiny, sparkly thing. That's like that Hansel and Gretel effect in the woods. You know, oh, wow, look, this house made out of candy. You know what I mean? And you go in there and the witch puts you in the fucking oven. Like, there's so many metaphors, man. Back, like, there's back. so many metaphors. That just you, you, Separation is key. And not everybody, not everybody is going to be ready to go. There's going to be more than one voyage. Because let me tell you something. There's going to hit a critical mass. Where that and, and and you also touched on it. This this gonna hit that critical mass, that hundred monkey effect, right? The part where monkeys that wasn't even on that island learned the same skill set of washing the sweet potato in the sand, even though they never seen it. And then all of a sudden, all these monkeys all over the world was doing it, right? So there's there is a universal consciousness, that string theory that connects us all, and when the vibration of a certain amount get 
get maintain that high level, it's gonna shoot out, it's gonna amplify like a wave that's gonna raise a lot of other ones, you know, like it or not. They're gonna be, they're gonna get yanked up, right? So, you know, but the separation is key because you, you, you can't get that effect while they're in the mix, because that, that represents noise in the frequency. You know, when you listening to something and you remember them old cell phones and you hear that static, that's noise in the frequency, right? That's other things that's interrupting that frequency. And the only way to do it is you got to get away from that so that you can get a clean frequency. You know what I mean? So, that's- you know, separation is definitely key. Hey, to, to both of y'all's points, man, I wanted to say, um, you know, well, you remember when you talked about, you know, the fact that they was moving cohesive as a unit, you know, um, and, and a lot of these tribes that you see, some of these rural tribes, you know, they, when, when you see them move and you see them operating, they're not saying anything. Most of the time they're moving in silence. They're just doing what they do because they, for one, they already have a, a blueprint on how to move. For two, <laughs> you know, words, words, words are actually a, a lower vibration of communication. We used to operate telepathically, mm. and, that's, and that's just as simple as something, something like body language, facial expression, teach, and teach. just communicating certain energies. Teach. because we understand the vibration of, of our of our heart of our heart energy. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's what we come from. The ability to just be able to, you know, when you when you when you're in a room full of people. That's the same phenomenon as the fact that the realest niggas in the room, the realest ones in the room are the quietest ones and they're looking at each other because they understand that they're vibrating on a higher level than most of the people that's running around loud and wild you know, that's, that's trying to be seen. You see what I'm saying? And so that's, that's to me, that's what telepathy is. It's that practical. It's not some wild you know, science fiction concept. You know, it's really the idea that we can communicate so many things to each other without the need for words and that's one of the first um one of the first ways that they've manipulated our minds by lowering our vibration to start using these these languages you know these very primitive low vibrational languages mm-hmm. and so we got to be able to have those type of connections with each other to where i don't have to say hey yo this is what it is this we got to do da, 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 da. it should be understanding already to where i can t- telepathically communicate to you from across the room Yo, if this happens, then this is what we're gonna have to do. There's the exit. This is how we gotta move, you know. And so that's that's just kind of that's those are one of those superpowers, you know, that they're able to harness and understand that the the best way to get us to uh, to slow down, you know, what I'm saying, in our in our effort to like band together and unify, is to uh, create avenues of communication that get in, you know, get in the way of the real communication. So we can sit down and use words all day, every day, but still not be connected enough to know what's what and how to move as a unit. That's we can talk all the time, you know, but but still get in the same room with motherfuckers that you don't know, and you know we we have no idea what the code is. That's facts, D. That's, that's powerful. Go ahead, God. Go ahead, God. Go ahead, God. No, no. I, I was just, I was just gonna say. Well, yeah, no, I was I was just gonna say that you know uh, the the late the English language specifically, um, but even just the use of language in general uh, was like a, a step down in, in our um, in our consciousness, you know. And so when you look at the fact that, uh, and, I, and I say it all the time, you know, we look at the fact that we use uh, emoji now, you know, to communicate certain things, we use certain symbols now. Um, that's equivalent to the way that we would communicate with hieroglyphs, 
you know, where we didn't need, you know, letters, words, sentences, and paragraphs to communicate a concept to one another. You know, literally, we understood the fact that our left and right brain can be used, um, you know, cohesively. You know what I'm saying? They can be used together at the same time to communicate concepts. And so as long as we were able to, uh, as long as we were able to do that, we were operating at a high vibration, you know, as a whole civilization. And at the time, you know, we populated the entire planet. We put pyramids all over the fucking planet. We had the earth harmonizing with our vibration. And, you know, we was, we was doing our thing. And so that's that's one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest uh, blows that we have taken from you know our engagement with Europeans is that you know they brought us down to their level of communication. And so as long as you know we're speaking these languages, as opposed to really connecting with each other, being able to look at each other in all three eyes, you know, and know why we're like minded, understand why we vibrate t- towards one another, then you know we speak in these languages in in in, in vain. And, and I, I just wanted to say, D, that's powerful, man. That's that's real powerful. Because when you think about it, like words are spells, and that's what they use. They use these words to get us all discombobulated, right? And and how do you find the weakest link? Just allow them to talk long enough. Mm. Right? Just allow them to talk long enough. He's going to reveal himself if he talks yes, long sir. enough. Yorima said some powerful shit. Like, you know, he, he he was like, you know, you speak the way that you listen. So when you when you <laughs> that was so powerful, okay? When you when you listen with the spirit, you get discernment, right? Because you're hearing the other spirit energy and you connected it that when you talk now, you're not speaking to the flesh, you speak it to the spirit. And we use words and phrases to describe that. Like, yo, I felt that, you know, we, we are vibrational creatures and we, t- we use it in our language all the time. Fact. You ever been in a room and somebody come in and you like, yo, the vibe changed, yo. Yes. We've what been- is that vibration that changed? You felt it. You yeah. felt the lower vibration come in the room. Nobody had to tell you that. You just felt the vibe. The enemy don't talk like that because they can't tap into that. I used to think they ain't had no survival instinct, right? Because they 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 just lack the ability to sense the vibration of the, the room, the area they're in. They're like they're oblivious to it. They don't register for them. You know what I mean? So we we vibrational beings, we spiritual beings, and and you're right. Language was a step down, but look at the backward shit they teach us. They teach us that if you don't have language, then you primitive. <laughs> exactly. They teach us if you don't have money, then you primitive. When money causes poverty, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they teach yeah. us this shit all the way backwards. So we just gotta like the I, we, we, rooms like this allow us to be around like minds and 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 kind of re- remember, you know, put back together the body that we once were with no interference and no spells because that's what they'll do one of them will come in here and get on stage immediately start casting spells of confusion in the whole in the whole conversation we didn't seen it happen before right so you know like like this this is powerful this is powerful yeah i just want to say uh real quick for the ot go go uh just real quick for the uh on the wake up radio family uh it has been one again we're here every saturday 10 to 12 uh, 
And this is a Cindy Ashby Productions on the wakeupradio.com. Make sure that you are locking in and also make sure you are subscribing to otwtube.com. Subscribe to my page, Yurima Karama over there. Also, I got a two pages over there. I got Yurima Karama over there. You can subscribe to that. There's actually more videos on my Yakar brand page. That's uh, Yakar brand, Y-A-K-A-R brand uh, page over there on OTWTube. So you got two pages over there to choose from. So with that said, for the On The Wake Up Radio family, it has been one. Love you all until next week. Peace, prosperity, salutations, be safe this week. And we'll do it again next week. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashby Productions. On The Wake Up.